0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode three of In the Game with your host Jnt. Jeremy and I would love to discuss our 2021 mock draft. Jeremy, why don't you take it away?
1: Yeah. You know, this is easily my favorite part of the, the offseason. I love watching these young kids, you know, see their draft stock kind of rise and fall. And it's it's interesting to see how how teams, you know, analyze these guys and you know where where we see these guys go. So I think, you know, to start it off, it's the obvious the obvious pick, you know, the Jaguars are going Trevor Lawrence. I mean, you draft this quarterback out of Clemson, he's the next big thing. I think that it's an easy lock. You know, you got your franchise guy and all you really got to do is protect them. I mean, everyone knows Trevor's going one, the Jags don't have to worry about their quarterback and they got a bunch of money to protect them. So I think the easy pick out one is is Trevor Lawrence. Uh, After that, you know, we got all this news about Sam Darnold, you know, the Jets are taking phone calls and I, I think that because of that, Darnold will be gone come draft day and I think Zach Wilson's the, the pick at number two. A lot of people think it's fields, but after watching more and more tape of this kid, when I think about the Jets, you know, they've only had one really successful quarterback in their whole franchise, and that's been Joe Namath. And, you know, when I think of Joe Namath, I think of that flashy superstar, you know, kind of guy. And when I look at Zach Wilson, I think he has that swagger. So I think the Jets will see that and they'll take the, the BYU quarterback at two. At three, you know, I got Miami Dolphins taking Jamar Chase. Uh, I know a lot of people think they might go defense or I don't, I don't know. They might trade Tua, but I think people are silly to think that the dolphins are going to trade Tua Tagovailoa. You know, they're going to give him weapons. It's been one season, right? I think Jamar Chase is the perfect fit for this, for this team. He's the the most well-rounded receiver in this draft. I don't think it's even close. And, uh, you know, I love my, my LSU wide receivers, you know, Jamar Chase is just that guy. So I think the obvious pick here for me is, is Jamar Chase of the dolphins. At four, this might surprise a lot of people. I have uh, the Falcons taking Trey Lance. He's my, he's my third quarterback off the board. You know, I, I I just think that when I watch Matt Ryan and I watch the Falcons, I mean, Matt Ryan still has it in him. A lot of people think he should retire, but if you think Matt Ryan's the issue in Atlanta, then, then you got another thing coming for you. You know, I think Trey Lance to kind of learn under Matt Ryan would be, would be huge. And I think, you know, the North Dakota quarterback is athletic. I think he's got the the same kind of build as Matt Ryan and, I think that, you know, if Matt Ryan takes him under his wing, he'll be able to kind of carry on that franchise after after Matt Ryan retires. So Trey Lance at four for, for the Falcons. After that, you know, the Bengals, we saw their star quarterback, Joe Burrow. Uh, he went down with a torn ACL. And a lot of people think, you know, it's Pitts or something, but the Bengals need to protect Joe Burrow. Uh, they, they can't have, you know, they, they, we saw what happened after he got hurt, right? I think the clear, obvious pick at number five is Pene Sewell out of Oregon you know you get a guy who's gonna you're gonna plug him in and he's gonna immediately make an impact and I think Joe Burrow you know for him to feel really really trusted by his franchise you know and and like they're really investing in him they have to protect him and I think he'd he'd feel a lot better about you know the franchise his team and he's got the weapons you know AJ Green he's got uh T Higgins you know so he's, he's got the guys good running back so they just need to protect them and I think that team could, could really elevate soon Number six, you know, a lot of people think the Eagles are going with wide receiver, but I'm, I'm taking Kyle Pitts, you know, this, this is a guy that if in, in other drafts, you know, he's, he's going to go even higher. I think that Kyle Pitts is, is, could be the, the best player in this draft, you know, best talent, like talent wise, I know it's Trevor Lawrence, but Kyle Pitts is, is on a different level. You know, if people say they need receiver, but I mean, Kyle Pitts is a top, top 10 to 15 prospect as a wide receiver, if, if he, if he didn't you know, put his hand in the ground. So uh, I think he's just, he's an unreal blocker. He's his unreal, you know, route runner, hands, everything. So the Eagles with God, they could run a lot of cool formations. You know, I like Kyle Pitts at six. Number seven, you know, it sounds like Detroit's not not going to want to dip their hands in Galladay. They're going to let him test out free agencies. So I think the, the number seven, the number two wide receiver comes off the board and, and Detroit takes Devontae Smith out of Alabama. Uh, he's a polished route runner, like you said last week. I mean, he's he's a good receiver. I don't think he's as well-rounded as Jamar Chase is, but I think Devontae Smith, you know, he in Detroit, give Jared Goff a little weapon, and I think Devontae Smith could have a good season. At number eight, uh, I finally have Justin Fields off the board. I think he's going to Carolina. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater's good. You know, he's good for them, but I think that for them to kind of move forward, start rebuilding, I guess, they need, they need to draft the quarterback, and if... If Justin Fields falls to eight, I think Carolina would be more than happy to to pick up this quarterback. He's very, you know, versatile, and for with, to have a guy like McCaffrey there with him, I mean, they they could do a lot with that offense. They got good receivers, so I, I like I like Justin Fields going eight to Carolina. Number nine, I know me and you were both kind of thinking Micah Parsons might be a bust, but you put on the tape, and he's a good he's a good linebacker. You know, I I don't see him falling out of the top ten, and Denver seems to be the fit for him. You know, he's he's a fast fast linebacker he's a good tackler and he can cover pretty well so I think that for for Michael Parsons to fall out of the top 10 is is outrageous so I have him going to Denver you know Von Miller might not be there next year and and I, inside a linebacker like this could go a really long way you know the offense is is good and the defense if they if they get back to you know that that Super Bowl 50 win they've this could be a good team uh, number 10 you know this is my last one before you step in here I have Patrick Sertan going to Dallas. You know, they took Diggs last year in the first round, and he was a good corner at the end of the year. But we kind of saw the other side of the field really struggle. And I think Patrick Sertan could step in and, and be another lockdown corner. The offense is, is set and ready. And I think if they can, you know, get another piece like, like Diggs in Sertain here, I think he goes to Dallas at 10.
0: I, I really agree with your list. I think a lot of your picks are very sound and, and smart. And I'm going to go here with my top 10. I mean, I agree with you. Number one, Trevor Lawrence, locked and loaded, Clemson, you know, Jags get their franchise guy there and they really look to rebuild that team. And I see a lot of things happening with them with all the cast space they have. So I'm excited to see Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. And number
0: two, I, uh, I have Panay Sewell, one of the Jets. Really? I, uh, I'm i not too sure what the Jets are going to do with Sam Darnold. I know he's still a young quarterback, but he's looked shaky at times, but I, I think he needs a little bit more help on the offense, You know, get him a running back game. And and some more protection on the O-line, and he can really blossom. So, so I have the Jets. You, go ahead.
1: Does that mean you think that Sam Darnold might be staying? I or do, do think-,
0: think that Sam Darnold's going to stay. I know they're looking okay. to shop him, but I think the Jets are going to stick with him for one more year, give him one more chance at it, and really try to protect him. And you can't yeah. be wrong with having Mekhi Beckton and Panay Suhl back-to-back.
1: Yeah, uh, Both no, exactly. of those
0: guys could be re- be your franchise tackles for the rest, rest of Sam Darnold or whoever your quarterback is for the rest of their career. So,
1: Yeah, you, you know, I like that. With
0: either of them. I know I got Devontae Smith going at number three to the Dolphins. I think uh, Devontae Smith's college career tape uh, shows the Dolphins uh, all they need. Devontae Smith is a pause route runner, and I think him and Tua can really get it done. And I know they, uh, I know they can definitely use a wide receiver help. I mean, Devontae Parker is really yeah. your only guy. So I see them taking Devontae Smith at three. At four, I have the Falcons taking Zach Wilson. I know that Matt Ryan's probably going to be there for a couple more years, but you get a guy like Zach Wilson to come in and and learn the offense behind Matt Ryan and build some chemistry. And you never know, they might ship Ryan off in a year or two. So you got a BYU quarterback that balled out this year to come in and learn. I think that could be a really good pick for them at four. And you don't know when the next time the Falcons are going to draft within the top five again. So you might as well take a year replacement quarterback there. Uh, I have Kyle Pitts going at five to the Bengals. I know they could use offensive line help, but you got to get Joe Burrow some more weapons. I know AJ Green's probably going to leave free, through free agency and Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins are good, but they need some help at tight end. And I know Joe Burrow loves throwing through his tight end. So I'm excited to see Calpits hopefully in a Bengals uniform next year. And, you know, they still have some money they can maybe spend on a, a tackle this year in the free yeah, agency. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, I see Jamar Chase going at six, the Eagles. The Eagles need some, some wide receiver help. And we all heard that they're going to be sticking with the, they're with their guy that they drafted last year in Jalen Hurts. So, I think they get themselves another weapon at wide receiver to help pass to, and we'll see what they do next year.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the Eagles would be more than happy to have a guy like Chase fall down to, to six. It'd be a no brainer, right?
0: Yeah, you take Jamar Chase at six. You love him. He's yeah. got everything you need, and he's a good LSU wide receiver, like you said, and they've seemed to produce pretty well. So uh, I have yeah, Caleb sure. Farley going at seven. I know they just lost Galladay, like you said, but I think if they compare another cornerback, uh, you know, I think they, they still have a long way to go in rebuilding, and you get the best corner off the board at seven. Uh, you know, he, he really balled out this year, and I really expect the, the Lions to go after corner here. You know, they, they got their guy in who they think in golf, so I think that they're going to take defense here, and, and it's going to be a long road, but Caleb Farley is a good start. At eight, I have the Panthers taking Mike Parsons. I think they could really use linebacker. Um, they probably gonna stick with Teddy Bridgewater. I could easily also see them maybe trading this pick if they can get Deshaun Watson. But Teddy Bridgewater played a well last year. They, but Christian McCaffrey's gonna come back healthy, and you got DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson at wide receivers. You don't need much help there. So I think you go and get yourself a stud linebacker, Micah Parsons. At number nine, I think Drew Lock era in Denver is over. I know they had some struggles this year, losing Corland Sutton, and the run game wasn't very consistent. But I think the Broncos go ahead and take Justin Fields at nine um Justin Fields balled out in college and I could definitely see them moving past Drew Locke especially if he doesn't perform very well and if Justin Fields falls down to nine if you're Denver you're more than happy
1: yeah absolutely I mean that's Justin Fields is a guy that a lot of people don't think will fall but yeah if you're Denver yeah you you take him at nine
0: you gotta take the best available at that point right yeah and then at 10 I take Patrick Sertan I think like you said Patrick Sertan is going to be a good fit in Dallas um ever since losing Byron Jones their defensive corners have struggled um, I could definitely see them adding another better in presence on defensive on defense, maybe even in the corner position as well. But you get a guy like Patrick Sertan there, you'll be more than happy. So I have Dallas taking Patrick Sertan at number ten.
1: Yeah, and I mean, yeah, I I, I just think Sertan is is a perfect fit there in Dallas. If if you compare those two corners and you know kind of leave them both on islands of their own, and if they hopefully develop, I mean, that's yeah, that's a good team. The Dallas team would be amazing.
0: It's definitely a good start to
1: to Dak's new contract, right? Yeah, for sure. Now let's hear your eleven through twenty one. Eleven through twenty one, yeah. You know, eleven is at the Giants, and that's my team, right? I know they just signed uh, Leonard Williams. You know, they tagged him. Uh, people thought he they might draft D line here, but I think f- for Waddle to still be there at eleven, I think the Giants have to take him. You know, they got Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton, who are two. You know, they're they're good, but they're not at Waddle's level. And I think the Giants have a great defense, a very slept on defense. So. For them to build up that offense, I think they could they could be a contender in that NFC East for sure. Well, well
0: Jalen, go ahead. Well, Jalen Waddle, I was going to say, well, Jalen Waddle, you know, just coming off his injuries and stuff like that, he's still the best wide receiver probably almost out of this class. So you can't go wrong taking him at 11, especially when you need wide receiver help.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I still like Chase over Waddle, but I, at 11, you know, the Giants, like you said, you, you're laughing with a guy like this. So I think I think the Giants would be silly not to, but you never know. You never know with them, with their drafts, but. After that, I got the 49ers. I got them taking your guy, Caleb Farley. I mean, Richard Sherman is past his prime. Uh, Jason Verrett was good this year, but he's more of a slot guy. So I see Caleb Farley stepping into the 49ers organization and, and kind of doing what he did in Virginia tech there. I think he's a great corner. The chargers I have taken Rashawn Slater. I mean, you have the offensive rookie of the year, Herbert. He's one of the, one of my favorite quarterbacks in the league right now. I, I love his play style. You know, he's a big guy. He's physical, but you still have to protect them. And And Rashawn Slater is a perfect fit out of Northwestern. You know, big, big tackle, big old lineman. So the Chargers will be happy to protect their, their franchise guy here.
0: Well, especially when you get a guy who just showed out on his pro day the other day, you know, he absolutely popped off and you can tell that he, he's definitely ready for the NFL.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Vikings, you know, I have them taking the first pass rusher off the board here. This might surprise some people, but it's, it's Jalen Phillips. Uh, You know, he, he replaced Gregory Russo this last season on the edge and And he was great for Miami. I think Jalen Phillips Phillips is a a long, you know, player, and he's got a lot of skill. And I think the Vikings might surprise a few people and take Phillips here at 14. Uh, The Patriots, you know, this is a tough one for me. I wanted them, you know, if if, if Micah Parsons falls there or something, Patriots are going to take a guy like that. But I think that the Patriots might surprise some people here, and they'll try and invest in in quarterback Mac Jones.
0: Mac Jones already, really?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what I say. It, it'll surprise some people, but it's the Patriots, and you never know. And, you know, if if there's any other options, really, other than Cam, I think that the Patriots would have went that different route. But Mac Jones, to me, is somebody that the Patriots could invest in. It's, it's not really in their DNA to do so, but it, this, this Patriots team is, is kind of a new, new system, and I think Mac Jones might go to the Patriots at 15, yeah. At 16, I think the Cardinals take the position they need to help most, and that's J.C. Horn at corner. Pat Pete is, is still, in my opinion, a good corner, but he's, he's getting up there. And there's been talks, you know, rumors that he might be out of there. So I think, you know, the Cardinals take J.C. Horn at 16, who I think is is a great corner out of South Carolina, very slept on in this draft. And, and the Cardinals, you know, would, would be very happy with him there. Uh, at 17, I got the Raiders taking Pay. the edge you know the Raiders John Gruden we know he loves his D lineman his defense and I think this this pick out of Michigan would be obvious for them I think if Pay gets down to 17 John Gruden you know Mike Mayock they'll love that they'll take him ASAP at 18 I got the Dolphins taking Etienne. I know I I don't love my running backs and I I want them to fall out of the first round but Etienne's a great back and he's he's very two-dimensional you know he's got the pass the running I love him he's a great back out of Clemson and I think if Miami invests in a guy like this, you know, you got Jamar Chase, uh, Travis Etienne, and Tua Tagovailoa, you know, and it, it's, it's, it's a great three punch. And I think Travis Etienne's a perfect fit in Miami. I think at 18, you know, this is, this is a good spot to take him. And the Dolphins would be very happy with another offensive weapon like, like Etienne. Did you
0: see Etienne's pro day today?
1: No, I haven't seen it. Did, Did you see he what he off? ran? see what he ran? Oh, I'll guess a, a, a four, four, four.
0: He ran a four, four is right.
1: Yeah, I figured I wasn't sure, but yeah, that's good. You know, I think I think the Dolphins would love that. And you know, four four is good. I I should probably, you know, keep up on these pro days, but it's it's not as interesting with this draft stuff in COVID. I don't know. It's it's just it's hard to keep track of everything.
0: It's not the combine, right? It's a totally different experience. Exactly. Exactly. So it's, it's tough to tell, but you know, a lot of these draft guys, you know, you come into your your combine and you can really show yourself off and, you know, having to do it by yourself at your college, it's you don't get the same experience or recognition that you would get yeah. at an NFL you know, at, at, the, yeah. at the actual combine. Right.
1: Exactly. You know, at 19, I think Washington's biggest need is, is another wide receiver. Terry McLaurin is, is an elite receiver, but he, he's often, you know, clamped out because he's gets so much attention on him. So at 19, I, I, this is one of my favorite receivers in the, in the draft. I think he's very slept on. I mean, this is just a great wide receiver class in general, but it's Kadarius Toney out of Florida. I think Washington is, is going to love this kid. And I think whoever their quarterback is, I mean, they'll love a, a, a guy like Kadarius Toney. At 20, I got the Bears protecting, you know, Mitchell Trubisky. I think that they're, they're going to stick with him. I think Mitchell Trubisky is their guy. They love him. He had a good, you know, end to the season. And they take Christian Darisau at, at 20. You know, Virginia Tech, he's a big guy, good tackle. And at 20, I think I think Christian Darisau is – is good at 20. I think that's where he should be drafted. And the bears, the bears will take him there at 21. You know, the Colts, TY Hilton, Michael Pittman, who knows what TY Hilton's doing. They just got wins could be defense could be O line. I think the Colts take Rondell Moore wide receiver out of Purdue. I, once again, super strong wide receiver class. Uh, 21 is a good spot for him. And I, I see the Colts, you know, investing in another receiver like Rondell Moore.
0: Yeah, the Colts could definitely use it. I know that they probably missed out on who they really wanted out of free agency, you know, after Chris Godwin getting signed or franchise tagged, right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So I could definitely see them going wide receiver there. Um, I'll go through my picks 11 through 21 now. Uh, I'm going to start off with Jalen Waddell as well, going to the Giants. I know they need wide receiver help. And, I mean, their defense is already sound. And, I mean, they could always take a quarterback, but I think they're going to give Daniel Jones one more year behind the helm to see what he's really got yeah I, I know they just cut Zeitler so I don't know if they might go offensive line if there's anyone available but I think their biggest need is wide receiver
1: yeah I agree and I mean their their young old line played tremendous this year you know it, it was kind of slept on Daniel Jones you know he he was protected and I think that yeah the clear the clear pick here is, is Waddle
0: yeah I mean as long as he doesn't trip over his feet anytime soon I think they will be fine so <laughs> absolutely yeah at number 12, I have Trey Lance going to the 49ers. I don't think Jimmy G is the guy anymore. I think Jimmy G might get traded. I'm not quite sure what to do with Jimmy G because he looks like he could be unreal. The next time he looks like he should be replaced by Nick Mullins. Yeah. So it's a tough it's a tough choice here for, for the 49ers. I mean, their defense is already pretty legit. I know they're probably going to lose a couple of guys, but, you know, trading DeForest Buckner and drafting Javon Kinlaw. Javon Kinlaw had a great year last year. And I think their defense is still really good. And, you know, everyone coming back from injuries, I'm excited to see the 49ers in the division next year. Yeah, for sure. Um, I also agree with you. I'm taking Rashawn Slater at number 13. They just got a young young offensive rookie of the year, and Justin Herbert. And I, I really do think that the Rashawn Slater is a perfect fit for them at tackle, to help protect them. Um, I have the first edge rusher coming off the board here at number 14. I have Quiddy Pay. You know, Daniel Hunter is just coming off of injury and he'll be there next year. I think they could really use help on the inside a little bit. Um, so I think that they take Quiddy Pay at fourteen.
1: I do like so, that. Yeah.
0: the The Vikings definitely need a little bit of help all over. I mean, their offense seems to be pretty legit. You know, Kirk Cousins had a hell of a year last year. Uh, Justin Jefferson popped off. Daniel, uh, you, you still have Adam Thielen. You, you know, you, they still have a lot of options and weapons there. So I can see quitty Pay going at fourteen.
1: Yeah. I mean, the only other really, the really spot I see the Vikings that could invest in would be the back end. You know, Harrison Smith is getting older. Guys like that. But yeah, I, I, I agree. See.
0: Yeah, know I, I definitely agree with that as well you know the uh, you know corner safety could definitely be an option there as well yeah um 15 I also struggled uh I don't know if the the Patriots are going to run it back with Cam next year you know some of their guys are going to come back and they still have quite a bit of money to spend uh they just traded a, for Trent Brown so that solidifies their tackle position on the right side um I definitely see them going with the wide receiver here because their wide receivers last year struggled I have them going Rashad Bateman at 15. I think he had a great year. And I think that the Patriots could really use his style, especially with them already trying to shop McKeel Harry. So I know a couple I know a couple teams already reached reached out to go after him. So I could definitely see Rashad Bateman going at 15. Yeah, I like that. Now the Cardinals here, you know, they still have Hopkins, they have Kirk. I mean, Larry Fitz will probably come back for another year, no just the way he is. Yeah. Um I definitely see them going with an interior D lineman They just got J.J. Watt. I think they need someone to plug up the middle now. Uh, I have them going Christian Barrymore at 16 uh, out of Alabama. Uh, Christian Barrymore could be a perfect like perfect plug-in player. Uh, they have they, they, they have still have Chandler Jones. They have J.J. Watt, the new addition. I think they just need to plug up the middle. Yeah. Um, and number 17, like you said, the Raiders love their edge rushers. Uh, and I think Greg Russo is a perfect fit here for the Raiders. I know they struggled really hard last year at edge, you know, KV on chase on didn't have a great season and they barely got any pressure. So I definitely see them going edge here at 17 out of Miami. At number 18, I also agree with you, Travis Etienne. I think he'd be a perfect fit here in, in uh, Miami. Uh, Clemson running back, had ran a 4-4. He had a great year, great combine. He's the leading ACC all-time rusher. I think ETN it should be an easy pick here at 18. Yeah,
1: you know I I honestly see the Dolphins with this draft and maybe a couple more drafts as as an AFC contender for real. I mean that defense is legit and I like Tua. So
0: yeah, no, I I definitely see Tua uh, having a good year this year. I think he was kind of overlooked. He still had a pretty solid season. You know, just like uh, just like Jalen Hurts out of. Uh, out of the Eagles in Philadelphia, right? I think both of them could have a great season next year. I know they struggle from time to time, but every rookie quarterback struggles from time to time. Exactly. So I think you can't give up on them this early, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, At 19, Washington here. I I agree with you taking wide receiver here. Uh, They still have quite a bit of money. I think they could go after a wide receiver in free agency. Um, So I have them protecting the quarterback, whoever it is in the backfield. Um, I have them going with Christian Derrissaw at 19. Uh, I can definitely see them using a tackle. I mean, they, I could also see Mac Jones going here in 19. I mean, either one, I don't know what they're going to do. If Heineke's going to be the starter next year, there's yeah. still a lot of, still a lot of assumptions going on with that. And we all know Alex Smith is going to be there next year. So there's still a lot of discussion going on in Washington, what they're going to do, but I do see them take, going, taking Christian Derrissaw here at 19.
1: Yeah.
0: At 20, um, the Bears, uh, I, I think they need a little bit of help on the inside. And Elijah Vera Tucker is a great pick for the inside. He can move around any position you want, and he can even play tackle if you need him. Uh, and I think the Bears could go uh, Elijah here, especially after just franchise taking Allen Robinson. I don't know if they're just yeah. going to and trade with him or what they're doing with him, but I think they're going offensive line here at 20. And at 21, I have the Colts taking Aziz Laurier. Uh, they need an edge rusher. Uh, he had a great season this year at Georgia. And I think that's pretty simple. They need an edge rusher. They missed out on a wide receiver. I think it's either one of those options or the most clear. They have Carson Wentz, so I could see them trying to go after someone to give him some weapons. But I think it's these a laurier is going to go here at 21.
1: Yeah. And I mean, like you said, it this is early in free agency. We'll do another another two later. But this draft will well, this draft mock draft, you know, it'll likely change. A lot of stuff's gonna go down yet. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, what team needs adjust and that kind of thing
0: but yeah, for sure. You know, like free agency is just upon us, right? Like there's still lots of people that are going to be moving around from day to day yeah. and every day is going to change. So we're excited to talk about this a little bit later as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, moving on, you know, 22 to through uh 32 here, we, we kick it off with the Titans and this is one where, you know, it's, it's tough, you know, the Clowney had a pretty, you know, disappointing season. So I see them going with Gregory Rousseau here, uh, edge rusher out of Miami you know I like this guy a lot like a lot I'm really high on him I think he's one of the best pure pass rushers in this draft I like him over Pay for for pure pass rushing you know abilities but Russo I like his size I like his abilities the right coaching and I think that Mike Vrabel uh, brings that in the Titans I think he'll become a, a really good pass rusher the Jets you know with their second first round pick here I got them taking Tevin Jenkins offensive lineman out of Oklahoma State I think you know with their new draft pick Zach Wilson I think that they're gonna they're gonna invest in protecting him and they'll They'll make some big splashes in free agency, give them some weapons, but in the draft, I think they'll they'll pick up Tevin Jenkins, 24. I got your Steelers taking you know the Ala- the Alabama back, excuse me, Najee Harris. I think that this guy is is right up there with ETN. Uh, he's a big body and he's very talented. You know we know Alabama running backs, Alabama players. Period. You know they come and produce. And I think oh, the sure. Steelers the Steelers need to replace a guy like James Conner, and Najee Harris is is the guy at 24. So. 25 the jaguars i see them doing kind of what the Bengals did last year you draft your quarterback trevor lawrence and then you, you get him a weapon you know i think that's rashad bateman out of minnesota i think it's a great wide receiver and i think the jaguars would be be very happy to give trevor lawrence a weapon like this you know the browns i think it's clear what what they need and that's linebacker i mean zayvon collins is is perfect for this you know he's that big you know he's that he's that. Mike linebacker and I think Zayvon Collins is, is great for the Browns I think he fits Cleveland perfectly and I, I think this fits Phil kind of their only hole they have and I I like the Browns in the AFC a lot at 27 Marquise Brown's not a one number one receiver and Lamar Jackson knows that the Ravens fans know that so they, they're going to go with Elijah Moore wide receiver out of Ole Miss I, I think it's they need to I think they need another weapon and Elijah Moore's perfect you know we we see what old Miss receivers can do. You know, we got DK coming out of there. And I think Elijah Moore is a good fit for the Ravens.
0: I have a, I have a question for you quick about the Ravens here. Yeah. What do you think they're going to do with uh, Orlando Brown?
1: You know, I, I just, I saw a tweet just now. Nah, it sounds like there's about six teams that are already looking for him. And Orlando Brown's kind of interested. So he's young yet. And he's got a long, long road ahead of him, but it's, it's confusing. I mean, I like Orlando Brown, but I don't know. I honestly don't know. Like it's I said, tough to
0: say because you know he wants to play is. left tackle. He said he's going to play left tackle no matter what happens. He'll sit out the yeah. year if he has to or whatever he's going to do. But it's tough because he was an amazing right tackle for them, right?
1: He was, and like he he for them to you know jeopardize Lamar Jackson's protection. And I don't know. I just see the Ravens. Like you said, he has six teams that already want him. So in my opinion, it's one of those things where it's okay. What the hell is the difference between left and right tackle? Like just go out there and play. But it's his decision, I guess. You know, he can go where he wants to go. No, so. he wants
0: to play left tackle to make that left tackle money because right tackles don't get paid the same.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, understood. But eventually, I don't know. I guess we'll see. It's interesting. But like I said, he's young. He's got a long run ahead of him. But I don't know. I think the Ravens would be silly to, to let him walk. Yeah. You know, the Saints, i have not taken Eric Stokes, cornerback out of Georgia. I mean, we'll kind of get into it later. They just released Janoris Jenkins. And I think that secondary help is is – what they need. I think Eric Stokes, a good fit. And I, I got a lot of corners kind of going in the first round here, more than I thought. And I, I like Eric Stokes going, going to New Orleans.
0: Well, he just had a blazing speed the other day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I was fast. <laughs> honestly, when I saw that, I thought his draft stock was going to go up quite a bit, but you know, I, I watch more of his film and I still like him at 20. He's a first rounder for sure. You, I mean, especially after that, that 40 yard time. So Eric Stokes, a corner, I think, I see him going to New Orleans for sure. The Packers, you know, we got a, a junior here. You know, Asante Samuel Jr. His dad was very successful, and I, I think that that Green Bay, uh, I think they, seeing how Kevin King kind of got cooked in the playoffs, yeah, they they need this guy. They need Asante Samuel. I think that the Green Bay has arguably the best team on paper. I mean, they have an amazing defense, just like on paper wise. They got yeah. Rashawn Gary. They got. You know those the Smith brothers David that
0: Smith yeah like a lot yeah.
1: and you know the Packers they just need that back end help and I think Asante Samuel Jr. is is one of the best corners in this draft out of Florida State and he's going 29. The Bills you know Josh Allen's their guy and they should need they should focus on protecting him like any other franchise quarterback and that's why I think they take Jackson Carmen out of Clemson. I mean you got a guy that protected Trevor Lawrence in, in college and Obviously, this is a good pick for the Bills. They get their offensive tackle, you know, they, and they, they, they maintain as a contender in the AFC. After that, you know, we just saw the Chiefs kind of reconstruct their O-line. They cut their two all-pro, you know, O-linemen. So I see them going with, with Elijah Vera Tucker here from USC. I think it's the obvious pick. We saw what happened to the, to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. The yeah. O-linemen got swallowed. So if they don't take O-line here, I have no idea what the Chiefs are doing. But I see them going Elijah Ver Tucker at 31. At number 32, I got your boy. I got the Buccaneers taking Jeremiah Owusu-Karamoa out of Notre Dame. I think, like you said, this guy's going to really ball out. And for the Bucs, this could be a hybrid for them. I mean, you join Devin White, and, whew, you know, that's, that's a team. So I think Jeremiah, as the last pick in the first round, will be kind of, you know, the cherry on the cake for this uh, 2021 mock draft, or this 2021 draft, I should say.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm gonna go with my picks 22 through 32. I want to start off with uh, Trayvon Moe uh, to the Titans. They just cut Kenny Vaccaro. He, they need some safety help. I know their defense kind of struggled last year. Um, I could also see them maybe take an edge, like you said, because they need help there. That's for sure. Um, but I have Trayvon Moe going at number 22 At number 23. I have the jets taking JC horn. Like you said, they need corner help. Um, and I or like and you took an offensive lineman and I took corner. They need help all over. That team oh, is for sure. in a major rebuild. You know, you can't go wrong. You got to just basically take the best available player and whoever's there you take. So I have them yeah. taking J.C. Horn at number 23. At number 24, I agree with you. Najee Harris to the Steelers. He's a big physical type running back. He's great out the backfield and I think he could be a good replacement for Connor. You know, we struggled really hard last year running the football and I think Najee Harris will be a great pick at number 24 for the Steelers. Yeah, uh, I could also see them maybe taking an offensive of tackle, but I think running back is more important. You need to take someone because last year was definitely uh, hard to watch. I'll tell you that.
1: Yeah, you know, I was listening to a, a a podcast, Pat McAfee show, and they had Najee Harris on. He seems like a good kid. You know, he seems like a hardworking kid, so I like him a lot. To the Steelers, yeah, I think he'll fit that city.
0: Uh, at number twenty five, I have Jason Owehu who uh, going to the Jags. He's an edge rusher. They need edge help. Their defense could definitely pick it up. I know that they you want to completely build around Trevor Lawrence and give him the best possible situation, but if they don't have no defense, it doesn't matter what Trevor does on offense. So I think they take a, a defensive rusher here at number 25. At number 26, I know the Browns are really struggling at linebacker. Uh, the defense kind of struggled a little bit last year. At certain points, like their corners need a little bit of help, the linebackers need a little bit of help. But I have also I have them taking Jeremiah Usu-Koromoa at twenty six. That's my guy on Notre Dame. I think he's a plug plug and play. Put him wherever you need him. You need him at safety. You need him at linebacker. He can rush the quarterback. I'm excited. I hope he goes to the Browns. At number twenty seven, uh, I have Rondell Moore out of Purdue going to the the Ravens. They need wide receiver help, like you said. Marquise Brown is not a number one. Yeah. And uh, I think Rondell Moore would be a great fit in Baltimore. At number 28, I have Asante Samuel Jr. going to the Saints. Like you said, they just cut North Jenkins. They could definitely use some help with the cornerback position. They don't have very much money. And uh, I think Asante Samuel would be a good fit for them. At number 29, I was kind of struggling with what to do with the Packers here. You know, they've been going to so many NFC championships and they can't get out. I just don't know what they need to fix. But I have them taking Zabin Collins. Zabin Collins balled out this year at Tulsa. Yeah. He led all college linebackers in PFF. And I'm excited. I think he'll be a really good uh, really good linebacker for them. He's 6'4", 260. He's a big guy. And he can move.
1: Yeah, so I, think I that mean... They... Go ahead. I mean, with the Packers, I think we want to say receiver, but I think we all hope they're going to take somebody free agency, right? So that's probably why we're all kind of going defense here.
0: Yeah, I, I think Will Fuller would be a, a guy that a lot of teams, especially the Packers, get for cheap. You know, he's yeah. definitely struggled from year to year, and I think that uh, the Packers will go after him. Yeah. Um, the next three are kind of tough. I have Tevin Jenkins uh, tackle going to the Bills. I think anything to protect Josh Allen, you know, anywhere, anywhere help there. I, mean, I think that's what they take. If they take a tackle. Uh, the Chiefs, like you said, they both released their both their offensive linemen. Um, it's a tough position because you don't want to reach for a lineman just because you released your other lineman, right? Yeah. And I'm thinking they can get a good guy in the second round because there's a, it's a really good stack tackle class. I have them taking Nick Bolton linebacker. Really? I think, yeah, I think they take a linebacker here. You know, they still their defense wasn't that good last year. I no. think if they, they need I know Patty Mahomes can get it done on offense. I think the defense, if they can actually get stops on defense, I think that'll be huge for them. They definitely need a linebacker as well. So I think they take Nick Bolton.
1: You know, I think if if we see what the what the Pat Mahomes did in the Super Bowl, if we have to see that week in a week out though, that's 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 risky, right? You you can't be having that as the Chiefs. I mean, I like the linebacker pick, but I think they, unless they do something in free agency, they need to go with an offensive lineman here.
0: Yeah, no, I I definitely agree. I guess we'll see how the rest of free agency goes and what they plan on doing. But I could definitely see the Chiefs either taking a defensive player or someone on the whole line. I don't think they need any other position. You know, they got their running back in Clyde last year. They got padding locked up for 10 years. They got Kelsey, they got Hill. Like, I'm sure they can get any wide receiver to work in the fifth, sixth round. Like, they'll pull anyone out their ass if they need to. For sure. Um, but the defense, I think the defense could use a little bit of help. I mean, Tom diced them up. Yeah. So. What about the
1: uh running Super Bowl champs here? Who's who are they taking at 32?
0: Well, I unless they can get a deal done um to keep their edge rusher. Uh, I think they take Jalen Phillips here at 32. You know, they just got Levante David back. Um they they seen their linebacker course is set. I think the only thing they need is an edge rusher. So I think they take uh, Jalen Phillips here out of Miami.
1: Yeah, I mean, they, they just kind of youngify their, their edge rushers, right? JPP and Chuck Baird are old as dirt. And I think that for them to get a young guy here is, is going to be fantastic for them.
0: Yeah, definitely. So oh, yeah. you want to talk about some of the stuff that's happened through free agency so far?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot. A lot of little things, big things. And I think one that kind of speaks to me is, is this Dak situation, you know, like Cowboys situation. We kind of made a TikTok on on the, the old line readjustment and the, the DAC contract. But, like, what the hell is going on in, in Dallas there?
0: See, you needed, you could, you had to stop with the DAC versus Jerry every year. You know, yeah. are, are we franchise taking him? Is he going to go somewhere else? Are we going to give him a contract? And it finally happened. They gave him a contract. You know, they only gave him four years. So I guess they can see if he is still their guy in four years. And they gave him a big contract to make him the second highest paid quarterback in the league behind Patty Mahomes. They gave him yeah. $42 million a year. Cause it was a front loaded contract. So, I mean, that's a lot of money going to one player, but I mean, it's, you have to do it. If you want a doc to be exactly. your future,
1: you have to do it. And it, it's, it's just one of those things where that's, that's what it is. If you want doc to stay there, you have to pay him, but it's just tough to see because you, you've got guys on the whole line who are studs and now they got to restructure their contracts and you're going to have, you know, guys all over the field, the Cowboys have superstars, right? Even when let's say CD goes off and he needs a contract, like, Dak's going to be eating that kind of thing up right and it's just it's it's tough to see because we see guys like Brady you know take huge pay cuts and they win so I just think quarterbacks getting overpaid unless you're Mahomes it's just it's it's tough to see really because then you don't have much for the rest of the team
0: you know that's the thing I even see with Mahomes right obviously he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league if not the best right now but I mean they're having to cut their offensive of line just to save money because Patty Mahomes is eating up 45 million dollars of yeah. it and, you know, with the con with the cap space being cut, you know, I think it was sixteen million dollars. Like,
1: yeah,
0: it's and, tough you know, to, f- to fit a team around that, right?
1: Like with the Chiefs you, last season, you know, they kept bringing guys in, you know, Bell, all those kind of guys, and we kept thinking like, where are they getting this money? And now, you know, we're kind of seeing this season that's gets kind of biting them in the ass, right? They they're kind of they're having to drop their alignment, and they tried to kind of pull an NBA stunt, and it just it didn't work, right? The salary cap doesn't work the same, so. It's it's, weird. I'm kind of confused at the whole Chiefs situation. I, I hope they work it out because I mean I think if they want this dynasty to go through, they do have to eventually revamp their old line. But it's just weird that they cut their two best alignment at, at the same time.
0: Well, we have seen it in the Super Bowl. Neither of them played, and Patty Mahomes was running for his life the whole day, the whole game. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I mean, Eric Fisher. He, is, I mean, they're both older. They're both getting up there in age. And do you want to pay a 33, 34 year old tackle some big money? Yeah. I think you have to go with someone either in the draft or through free agency or something. So, I mean, I understand it, but at the same time, Mitchell Sports is still one of the best right tackles in the league.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, Eric Fisher was just, it was just a solid, very good left tackle, but being a former number one overall pick and he's played his career out and he did, he got a championship out of it. So.
1: I mean, Eric Fisher has been a stud. He's he's probably going to be a hall of famer. I mean, he's, he had a great career, but it's just, can you, can you imagine if, let's say they don't build this whole line and Patty Mahomes gets hurt or something next season. Like, can you just, can you imagine, you know, what would go down in that organization? Like that would be tragic.
0: Well, are we are going to see Patty Mahomes running like Russell Wilson every game now?
1: Yeah. I mean, I hope not. Cause I'm surprised Wilson's, you know, kept his mouth shut for this long. He's finally starting to speak out after what, 10 years. Yeah. And it's just Patrick Mahomes hasn't made for him. And if he has to get hit a lot, I don't think he, he realizes cause He's kind of had a maiden heaven for him there. You know, he's a good old line, good team, good coach. They've invested in him. So it's going to be really interesting to see how the Chiefs kind of work around this.
0: Yeah, for sure. You know, another thing I would love to talk about with you is uh, Sam Darnold. What do you think is going to happen with Sam? I know I have Sam getting another year in, in uh, New York. I have them taking uh, a tackle here in, McC- in Panay Sewell, a number two. and I think they're going to stick with, with Sam Darnold. But what do you think?
1: Yeah, you know, beginning of the offseason, at uh, the end of the season and stuff, I, I said they're all in, you know, cards are on the table. They're going for Sam Darnold. And I, I thought that's kind of what it was. They were going to protect him. I thought well was going at two for the majority of my mock drafts in the past few months. But, you know, after we kind of made TikTok on this again, go 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 follow the TikTok out there. But Sam Darnold is is getting his phone call to answer, you know, like they're, they're shipping him. And I think that even that they're open to both that shows that they're not interested in him. I think the main reason for that is they like Zach Wilson, and I think that the Jets can get a second for Darnold. And I think if they can, they should do it because I think Zach Wilson's a better quarterback than Darnold. I think if they can protect them, then the Jets will be better off with a guy like Wilson. And once you got a few years younger, I mean, that Darnold's gonna have a contract coming up, and then if you keep him, well, do you pay him or not? And with Zach Wilson, you know, you got a couple extra three or four years before you have to worry about that while you while you're rebuilding, right?
0: oh yeah no i understand i totally agree the one thing that i don't think a lot of people realize you know sam donald's still only 23 years old yep he's still a young quarterback and i mean thinking about it what have they really given him over the past two or three years to really show himself
1: yep and i i don't like the sam donald slander i mean we see him make mistakes but so did that entire jets team i mean including the coaches that was a horrific season but at the end of the day, like you, you throw on some tape and he's making some crazy throws. And I I think he gives us, you know, flashes of what he can be. And that's important. I mean, teams, like I mentioned with good coaches should really look into Sam Darnold because with the right coaching, I look at teams like, you know, the Niners, the Patriots, that kind of scheme, I really think could, could use a guy like Darnold and make him, you know, worth that first, first round draft pick.
0: Well, yeah, you know, Sam Darnold has been playing with absolute buns for the last few yeah. years I mean yeah Joe Flacco came in and looked all right but Joe Flacco is also a veteran he's been in the yeah. league for a long time he's played with some bad and good teams so he kind of knows what he's doing you know Sam Darnold has played with Frank Gore as his running back this year
1: Jamison Crowder and you know Braxton Barrios
0: yeah Bra- <laughs> yeah. Jameson Crowder missed half the games this year so Braxton yeah. Barrios being your number one or you know I really I really don't know what to I mean the Jets defense isn't very good either like that team has so many holes like you can't put all the lame on a young quarterback I know a lot of people are because he hasn't looked good but no quarterback's gonna look good on a team like that
1: yeah and I agree and I mean I I don't put the blame on on Darnold I like I said I like Darnold I think he's a good quarterback but I think the Jets for them to you know Mm -hmm. take a step they gotta they gotta move on and I think they gotta just full rebuild get rid of those shitty contracts and they gotta they got to invest in a guy like Zach Wilson. You know, you got four years to rebuild with him. If he shows you're good, well, then there's your franchise guy, right?
0: Yeah, no, I totally get that. I mean, I think they might also be trying to change the culture. I mean, yeah. I think moving on from Sam Darnold, the drafting quarterback and number two could easily be done. You know, they just got a brand new head coach, completely shift the culture, get a new guy in, you know, just change it up.
1: I, like um, I said, you know, I when I think there's been really one good quarterback in Jets history, right? That's Joe Namath, And I think when you – you know picture him it's his you know his model his superstar you know kind of that Hollywood figure and when I see Sam Darnold you know he's not that figure he's he's quiet you know he's he's not that kind of guy when I look at Zach Wilson though you know he's got that ninja headband he's got that swagger And I think that like you said that change that culture get the Jets organization up there because Jets is a, it's a great organization it is and I mean I think Zach Wilson could really really shape that city.
0: I mean, you're disrespecting two of the absolute goats to ever play for the Jets, man. How are you disrespecting <laughs> Ma- Mark Sanchez's butt fumble and, and Ryan Fitzmagic? Yeah, like, well, I was, was gonna
1: say, where's this going here?
0: But. Yeah, you know, you butt fumble, and then you got <laughs> Ryan Fitzmagic. You know, those two guys are absolute goats. So, yeah, I mean, I
1: guess so. But
0: I mean, yeah, the Jets, in the
1: Jets organization <laughs> in the past few years, hasn't
0: it? <laughs> yeah, well, they don't have Revis Island anymore, so they definitely need some help. Uh, yeah. So what do you think them and uh, well, what do you think them and the Jags are gonna do with all the money they have?
1: Yeah, that's that's an interesting one because I saw a tweet again today. They got about seventy million, and that's a lot of money. I mean, if I if I were them, I, I wouldn't go all in this year. I'd kind of stack it. You know, I I pay some guys and I'd hold it for. If I'm the Jets, I'm signing a guy like Juju, maybe a guy like Aaron Jones. Get that offensive piece. I don't know who all is in free agency for defense, but you look into somebody like that, could just get a few guys. Right. And then you got to just, you got to get young guys on your team. If I'm the Jags, I'm worried about some defensive guys because when I watched the Jags play last year, they played hard. I mean, they played four quarters. They were physical, but at the end of the day, they just stunk. I mean, there wasn't a lot of upside on that defense. So you got miles Jack. You got, uh, what's his name? The end.
0: Oh, Josh, Josh Allen? Allen. Josh yeah. Allen.
1: Yeah. I mean, you got good guys. And I think that the Jags have a lot, of, a lot of potential. So for for them to, you know, put some money to to a couple of younger studs, I think would go a long way. Like Juju, you know, like Aaron Jones for the Jets. So what about you?
0: Um, Yeah, no, I mean, I also see the Jets bringing in some veteran presence. They're going to be dropping a lot of guys in the next couple of years. You know, they have Seattle's first next year as well. They have a lot of picks this year. You know, they have two, they have 23. They have t- two thirds, a couple fifths. Like they could really yeah. bring in a, a lot of guys to come onto that team. And I think if they bring in, a couple of veteran players, you know, to help bring that presence and help, you know, kind of shift the culture there. Like I said, I yeah. think that could be really well done. Like, I don't, like, I agree with you. I don't think they should go all out. I mean, last time they went all out, they bought CJ Mosley and yeah. what has he done? And he, yeah. he's but he sat out this year and laughed because he was taking his money home to the bank.
1: Or love Bell, you know, that's just, that's i find teams that go all in like that it's a mistake you know just take it slow you're rebuilding you know you don't have to rush so
0: yeah they're they're quite a few years away and why would you go all yeah. out for a guy that's 25 26 when you're finally good he's 31
1: yeah exactly
0: right so I yeah i no.
1: kind of a, a question here for you you know the Jags yeah. and Jets were the obvious dumpsters of the year in 2021 you know who's who's going to be the better team and what are their records going to be
0: Oh, well, it depends what the Jets do. I, I definitely, I mean, I like the Jags. I think the Jags had a lot I of close games this year. Uh, I think the Jags, you know, getting a guy like Trevor Lawrence, they don't have Mike Lennon throwing the ball all year. You know, I think the I think the Jags will be the number. I don't think I think they'll be you know a four win team this year next year, maybe five. I could really see them picking it up a lot.
1: I mean, four or five wins above their last year—that's improvement. That's big. And like you said, I think the way the Jags lost a lot of their games, they were close. And if you bring in a guy like Trevor Lawrence, whose best attribute is winning, he's gonna help you with those late game scenarios and those those drives. And I mean, they got a great running back, they got a good good old line. Uh, I think that you know if they can get a kind of somewhat scheme like the Titans have, you know, where you got a guy or Robinson, you pound it, but then you also got this superstar in Trevor Lawrence where he can you know stretch the field. So I agree with you one hundred percent that the Jaguars are gonna. I think the Jaguars are gonna surprise a lot of people. To be honest, I see them winning seven games.
0: Seven, really? Yeah. I mean, the yeah. thing is, they have they can easily. This is a stocked water receiver class, right? Yeah. So I mean, they can easily take a really good wide receiver to add to their group. Like you get a guy like Darius Tony or Terrence Marshall, mm-hmm. you know, even uh, Amaron St. Brown.
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, like, I mean, you're even getting guys in second, third, fourth round who are going to be studs for you. Like this is a great receiver class, like you said.
0: Yeah, and like you'll be happy with any of those guys. And I mean, I think I think obviously having Trevor Lawrence to come in and be your guy. I mean DJ Chark's still a good receiver. You know, I could really see I could really see them. I think James Robson will have an even better year than last year. Yeah. I think he'll be used a lot more out the backfield. So I definitely see them having a good year next year. I, I yeah. think I think there's one team that we can all probably agree on that's gonna be the worst team in the league next year. Uh, I got the Lions.
1: Oh, 100 percent I, I knew that's where you were going with this. I mean, Jared Goff. I don't see him lasting more than two years there. I mean, he's, I, I see him out of the league, to be honest, a backup, kind of like Blake Portals, shuffling around. The Lions are going to stink, man. And I feel bad for, Stout, or for uh, Jared Goff because, like I said, he grew up a Cali boy and he was on a good team. He kind of got carried a little bit. And now he's sent to Detroit. And Detroit's kind of like, where you go at the end of your career, right?
0: Yeah, it's either Detroit or Houston, depending on what happens with Watson. Like, I think those two are going to be battling for two wins. Yeah. Like,
1: I, yeah. I've said the time and time again. I mean, I think Watson's staying in, in Houston, at least this season. And I guess we'll see how this unfolds. He keeps, you know, dropping new new updates and saying he's not playing. But at the end of the day, I, th- I think they'll bring something in. He'll like it. And I think he'll be there for more season. I think he can help them win four or five games if, he, if he's there.
0: I, I think the hardest part for them is it's like you got to bring in a guy that makes him happy. But at the same time, he's not happy no matter yeah. who you bring in. And like the trade, the, what what the, they're going to be asking for him is going to be so much that no team is going to be willing to be able to pull it off.
1: Yeah. So I have don't some know people think what's going to happen because the Dolphins have enough to pull it off. But I, I look at people saying, "Oh, the Jets." Well, if the Jets go all in for Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson's going to get to New York, and he's going to be in this exact same situation he was in in, in Houston because yeah. now you have an ass team and no picks to fall back on, exactly like Houston. So I think the only team that makes sense in that sense is the Dolphins because you have picks you can trade and you have a team but the Dolphins I do not see moving on from Tua and I do not see them investing I don't think they need to so it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to to see what the hell goes on here
0: yeah like I said in the earlier uh, earlier podcast I I think the Panthers have a chance as well yeah I mean the Panthers have some picks they have some players you know you can get rid of Christian McCaffrey I mean I mean you can easily get a running back somewhere else or through free agency or wherever so I could see them going for it, but yeah, it'll be tough to see.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: But well, everyone, thanks for listening to our mock drafts and we will see you guys next episode.
1: Yeah. Thanks for listening guys.
0: Peace.